You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bucknutters. It is Thursday, January 11th, 20 the 24. Got a great show for you today. Mark Porter and Bill Curlick coming up, and there is just an unbelievable amount of news to discuss. So we will waste a little time in getting to our first sponsor, Omaha Steaks. Start the big year off, excuse me, start the new year off with a bang of big savings during Omaha Steaks end of season event. You can stock up on all your favorites. And get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon. Or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Plus, when you use your code BUCKNUTS, you get an extra $30 off at checkout. Nothing fights the winter blues like a delicious and satisfying meal from Omaha Steaks. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals. Everybody is guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. And again, use promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout. That's BUCKNUTS at checkout for $30 off. You're already 50% deal. And get yourself some steaks. Dave and I have said this. You spend $200. Theoretically, you actually pay $70. You get lots of steaks. All right. Bill Kerlick and Mark Porter are here, and we have so much to talk about. We are just going to get rolling right away here. There's been a pining for staff maneuvering. Earlier in the week, we talked about Perry Aliano leaving the staff. Yesterday was Parker Fleming, the special teams coordinator, left the staff. And then uh, soon thereafter, Matt Guerreri was announced as the safeties coach, added from Indiana. Bill and Mark, I'm going to let you both weigh in on this Willoughby, Ohio native coming back to his native state. He played defensive back at Davidson College, so you know his test scores were good. Bill, your thoughts on the addition, what you know about him, uh, recruiting tendencies, yada, yada. Well, um, somebody had asked me a day or two ago, or really speculated, that Ryan Day would go with a defensive backs coach. Um, that, of course, would be Tim Walton coaching both safeties and corners. Um, rather than going with a new safeties coach. And and I said, not, not necessarily. I, I said, that's not out of the question, I don't think. 
because Tim Walton has done both at the NFL level and college. He's coached defensive backs rather than just corners at both levels. So I said, I didn't think that's out of the question, but I also think it's very possible that he could hire another safeties coach. And that's exactly what he did. Um, Guerrero, as you mentioned, Dan is, is an Ohioan. So that's a, that's certainly a good thing. A Northeast Ohioan. Um, he's been a defensive coordinator at Indiana. Uh, another good thing to have on your resume. And he's been at Ohio state, uh, prior to, uh, I think this season he was, uh, uh or last season, I can't remember exactly which he was at Ohio state. 22. So he's got a lot of, a lot of great, uh, uh, ties there and things you like to see in an assistant coach. And he's a young guy, and I think he's going to be a, a, a go-getter, so to speak. Uh, he's going to hit the, the pavement, and he's going to recruit. And I think that's a, a big part of what Ryan Day was looking for. Um, you know, It's hard to argue with Perry Iliano and his development the last two years of the safeties. I think Lathan Ramson, there's absolutely no doubt he improved. Josh Proctor was good. Um, so I think there is some development there, but the recruiting, there's been some, a lot of misses. And I think that's a big part of what Ryan Day is looking for Matt Guerrero to do. I was reading some comments on here that are very interesting. We'll get to, there's a lot of good questions on here, believe it or not. We actually knew what a lot of the questions are going to be today and everything's on the docket here. So we will get to that. Marcus, your thoughts on Guerrero. Do you know him? Do you remember him as a Davidson football player and him getting upset that you didn't even think he was Mac good? Wow, that's going deep. Uh, he was before my time, so I really okay, yeah, didn't have him evaluated. So it's funny, he was a customer when he was with Duke, and that's where I met him and started working with him and knew him in the recruiting game. And it's funny, when college coaches you know, have been from Ohio, I know they go back and look at what I had them ranked in my system because they can mm -hmm. go back to prior years and – it's not the first coach that you'd say, oh, boy, I hope he doesn't think I dissed him when he was younger. Um, the, Truth hurts, Mark. Yeah, the hurdles in my world. But um, I, I wouldn't I, – I'd class him, classify him as not – as trying to think of the right word. Not a nerdy recruiter, I want to say that. But he was a, a guy that, you know, went through the reports, I remember. And at Duke, he was looking for a specific player. So I think that taught him – had to sift through things a little more. I mean, he, he just wasn't picking from the top of the heap. So I want to say maybe a little dogged, got a little craftiness, but he's definitely astute. You know, he, he's going to be a student of it. And, and he, that's what I know of him. And ironically, I ran into him this past weekend at Nashville when he was unemployed. And that's what I got a chance to talk to him about. He's living in Bloomington and that's where he was last employed in the family. And it, it's so funny that a couple of days later I look up and wow, he was, just minutes away from landing his job. And that's funny, that Nashville convention, that's pretty much what's going on down there. A lot of hand hey, Time out, time out. Yeah. I was going to say, take 30 seconds and explain to people when you say the Nashville convention in the most basic terms. Yeah, the AFCA convention, the American Football College Coaches Convention, that's uh, once a year. And it, it's an opportunity for the conferences to get all the coaches in one place at one time have those conference meetings where you can vote on new rules, vote on, you know, there's a new rule coming about uh, the NIL agents, how they have to register now. Um, so you've got to hurt all the cats. And it's kind of like a continuing ed thing where a lot of them have to check in and you got to go, you know, there's speakers all day long, like any other convention. But the convention hall floor 
is like a used car salesman shop where a, guy, a lot of guys are walking around that need jobs. A lot of guys are walking around that have jobs. And that's kind of the secret lining of that thing. Yeah, you're there looking at weight equipment and, you know, all the different things, the new communication systems. Coolest thing I saw is some footballs that are tracking the speed and the velocity of passes and, you know, all kinds of new techniques. And that's more than 30 seconds on that. But, yeah, I get a chance to run into a lot of my customers. And, you know, a lot of my college coaches are six, eight hours away. So anytime I can go where they're at, shake hands, give them 15, 20 minutes to break me down, so to speak, um, I'll do that. And I'm also looking for new customers. And when, when I saw Guerrero, it's funny that, yeah, at Indiana, now at Ohio State. Yeah, so that, ser- yeah, that serves as like the, <laughs> just like the NCAA Final Four is the annual convention that they hold, they'll hold it in the uh, the town that's hold, hosting the Final Four, but it's a job fair. What you're talking about is the annual job fair. They hold, they hold it in Houston near the championship, and uh, you sent me a picture from there. And um, I, what my response was, I think that doesn't look like a room that smells very good. It was just 900 dudes in polo shirts talking to each other, begging for jobs. And most football players are girthy. So it was a, it's a stressful situation, I'm sure. But I know several people who have gone down there without jobs before and um, resume in hand. There are guys, there's literally guys walking around with the resumes, passing them out. So very, but when you you sent me that text, I thought you were worried about all those gentlemen out the night before in Nashville uh, drinking and then being there all at 8 a.m. in the morning. The next morning, like 900 or 1,000 deep, like it, it may smell like the brewery from the night before. I don't think it's a coincidence they hold it in Nashville. Um, it, it's a different location every year. It's it's, yeah. it's been there many a times. They have a heck of a convention center if you've been down to that office. Oh, land. shoot. Yeah. The home of 24-7 sports, um, the mothership. Anyway, all right. Um, so we will see. Parker Fleming is out. People can stop asking about that. Um, and Matt Guerrero is in. We'll see where they go from there on the staff. Bill, do you expect any more major changes from the staff? Well, you know, I don't know that uh, that I would say certainly there will be. I think one of the things to consider is which way does Ryan Day go now that he has the opening and now that he doesn't have a special teams coach? Do you go with the same model, hiring a special teams coach? My feeling is that likely that's not going to be the model he goes with, that he'll hire a coach, maybe maybe even along the lines of what Urban did as a recruiter first. Find the, Urban's thinking was the number one thing he looked for when hiring an assistant coach, first and foremost, recruiting ability. So do they hire a recruiter? Uh, and then somebody on the staff gets the special teams job. You know, might Matt Guerrero get that job even? Who You know, we'll see. He's been a coordinator, so I don't think that's out of the question that he could coach safeties and special teams. But I think they'll go the route of hiring a position coach and then somebody becomes the special teams coach in addition to their other job. We'll see. You know, obviously there's been the talk of James Laurinaitis moving to linebackers coach. And I'm not ruling that out, but I think you need to look at what James Laurinaitis wants to do. Uh, James Laurinaitis is a great recruiter. He just can't go out on the road and do it right now. Um, 
if he becomes a, a full-time coach, he can do that. But does he want to do that? James Laurinaitis has a couple kids that are relatively young. If you are a full-time coach out on the road, you're out on the road a decent amount of time and away from family. Does James Laurinaitis want to do that? Or would he prefer to just stay in his role, current role, for another year or two, say? And the only person that can really answer that question for sure is James Laurinaitis. Going to be also interesting to see if Ryan Day, as has been speculated by some, will bring in an offensive consultant, an offensive coordinator, if he will give up calling plays, et cetera. I've, always, I've already laid out my dream sequence, which would be to overpay Bill Callahan to be assistant coach consultant and have him work wonders with the offensive line because he's a genius. Um, but we digress. Okay. The transfer portal has been, I don't want to say surprisingly productive, but if you're like me and you first saw Quinchin Judkins' name come up from Ole Miss, you're like, come on, man. That's a pipe dream. Next thing you know, you see the little eyes emoji from his uh, Twitter, and then he's a Buckeye. Mark, we've got a review coming of him later today. You broke down the film. Obviously, this would fall under the proven commodity side of the film, given he's scored 30 touchdowns in his first two years in the SEC. So we know he can play. How good is he? Okay, so when I got back from Nashville Tuesday, we had that podcast, and I glanced at some of his YouTube plays and kind of looked at him. And when I was asked, I was like, no, oh, you know, nice blend of uh, Myron Williams that we're losing and uh, Tranium, and maybe he's got a little Emmett Smith, and maybe he's not the fastest back. I, I misspoke. I'm going to backtrack. <laughs> um, he had one of the top five fastest runs in the country, and then the run was against Kentucky, and I showed it to you, 22.5 miles an hour. Um, that, that's up there. That, that is some breakaway speed. Uh, and he was being chased from behind, and it literally looks like he hit the turbo button when he felt the, the presence of the guy behind him. So I think he bursted into that 22.5. Uh, but that's not even what I liked about him when I first watched him. I, I, I think efficient is, the, efficient is the word because there's no wasted movement. Like, he's really – a see daylight, go get daylight runner. He doesn't kind of, he had patience there. I point out a few runs where he kind of has that levy on bell. He kind of put his hand on the back of someone and he's waiting for things to open. But for the most part, he's a no, no nonsense, get to the daylight, track it down and then finish the run downhill. At the end of the run, he's not getting cute. He's not trying to spin out, jump cut. He just puts his head down and he's stumping people and he's finishing where, that style wears the other team out and in the third and fourth quarter is usually when a guy like this starts really breaking those bigger runs uh, outside obviously has the speed to do it. And then inside he picks his way through traffic really well. He's got vision. Uh, you can see him stumbling in the open field where he you know, keeps his balance somehow. And it, it shows you his desire to finish some of these runs uh, 210 pounds. He can be a punisher and a thumper when he gets in there. So like, like you said, like, is this really, real life i mean i know is this really like like we're crying about the portal as we lose players where you just got a quarterback that looks like a freakish nfl guy and you just got a running back that looks as as good as anything you can get i this portal might be more fun than we're leading on here no doubt all right bill i wanted to bring that into this um yes judkins is coming in and is tremendous but this uh, portal era or this current cycle, I think is going to be remembered 
for the number of Buckeyes who didn't leave. Um, it's staggering. There is no way. I don't care. I've talked to a lot of people. I talked. Nobody thought all these guys were coming back when this first started. And that means nobody. Um, nobody on the beat. I doubt anybody at Ohio State had their hopes up this high. So yesterday we learned Denzel Burke, Donovan Jackson, Jordan Hancock are back. I think it was yesterday. There was so much news that came yesterday that I actually kind of got lost at some point in time. So I know all three of them are coming back. But the question is, and I'd like you to comment on that, do you think Travion Henderson will be coming back? And then the idea of Travion Henderson and Quinchon Judkins in one backfield, that is literally the Sega backfield for next year. Bill, your thoughts? If I had to make a prediction, yeah, I would say Henderson is back. Um, um, I'm going to go back. I, I was told very early by a good source, High State has a plan, and they're executing the plan just like they intended to execute it. Now, did they necessarily at the very beginning think they were going to get all these guys that have come back and, and maybe more coming up here? No, as you said, I don't think necessarily that was the case, but the plan is working out extremely well. Um, and that plan was keep as many guys as you can that could possibly head for the NFL and then selectively get top portal guys that you need. Don't go, you know, don't people were worried. Ohio State didn't have a portal commitment as of. I believe it was Christmas, one of two schools that didn't have that. But they're working away using their NIL money to keep the guys here. And I've said it before, this is what the NIL money was really intended for. Reward the guys that have done it for your school and keep them there and keep them happy. And that's exactly what they are doing. And they're doing it in a spectacular fashion, in my opinion. So if they can keep Henderson, that's another one. That's another box checked off. And that would leave Emeka Abuka, who I think we all expect to be back. And then, you know, the, the biggest, in my mind, questionable question domino would be JT Tuimolau. I agree with that. I'm not sure on him. I think the rest will be back. Mark, your thoughts on, so we talk about the transfer portal. We talk about recruiting. It's almost like every team every year now is doing some form of 52 pickup. So you're comparing, for example, Donovan Jackson to what you could bring in. So I get Jackson maybe did not have the year last year that everyone hoped, but there's no way to go out in the portal, have a freshman come in and play as well as senior Donovan Jackson. So I see this as a major win across the board. Some people see it as the Buckeyes getting stale. What do you think? I think any time you can get an extra year to a player. I mean, has anybody ever played bef uh, football before? Don't you get better between your sophomore, junior year, your junior, senior year? Aren't these grown-ass men who are in the weight room getting bigger and stronger? And can't he get 10 12%, 15% stronger, bigger? Uh, yeah, like, I think it's definitely a, a great idea to keep guys around. And, yeah, he has to get better. Every one of these guys that you keep around for another year should have another year of what's called progression or development. Um, I, ironically, down in Nashville, I talked to a college coach who said, we one of the biggest things that we're focusing on and he was from a pretty good team is getting our big guys up front stronger you, you can't put these five you know how uh, texas a&m signed all those five-star defensive linemen and it didn't work out right away you know why 
because they're still kids. They haven't been in the weight room for three or four years. They're not grown ass men that, you know, have been grizzled or whatever. Give those guys three years to bake. And then you have those freakish defensive linemen that you recruit with all that strength and pop. And so I'm using that case for, yeah, Donovan Jackson, give him one more year. He's going to be better. If you thought he was a, a, a C plus player, maybe he's a B plus player next year, or maybe a B, maybe you can get him to an A minus, but yeah, I, I wouldn't want to have to start over with a kid below him unless that person's a freak. And if that happens, good. We have him as a backup anyways, and it just goes to depth. Real um, quick, I want to add one thing on to that. You know, I see these kids as seniors in high school, and I see them, most of them, in person, and I see what they look like. And then I see them just 9 to 12 months later at Ohio State after a season. It's like this is not the same kid I just saw less than a year ago now you put that at the three or four year mark and the, the difference is stunning what what happens to these kids bill bill and i did that to jt tumulo wow i like saying the name now that i figured it out well, it took me I think, four years it took me four years but we got it i've heard it enough times but bill and i did that this summer with him we looked at him and i think we looked back and forth a few times saying yeah. there's no way like the size and and you know Here's a, here's another quote from a college coach. Why don't we give that kid six thousand good calories a day instead of the twenty five hundred in sugar and pop tarts and stuff he's eating right now? And so you literally see the results of that scientific jet fuel you're pumping into their systems for two years. The, the scientific uh, extremities in the weight room where you're pushing them to the ends of the earth. Boy, I mean, every year, Bill and I. I'm glad you brought that up. We do look mm-hmm. at players. Uh, the other one is the tackle out of Finley, Luke Montgomery. Every time we see him, we go, <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's longer, he's bigger, he's thicker. So, yeah, I'm always about – I'm I'm going to fall in the scouts, but always about development and progression, and, and that's where I'm going to put my money almost all the time. Yeah, I'm very impressed. with. I have very, very high hopes for Luke Montgomery. Um, I'm not sure it'll be this year, and I don't know if it'll be right tackle or guard. I just – I'm just sold ever since I saw him in an elevator in Las Vegas when he was in the seventh grade and he and the other center on the team couldn't ride with the rest of the team because they were too big. So they rode with our family and LeBron James's kid and then went in the other. And when they, when we get, there was a guy on his team that was six, nine, it was 12. And uh, when I told my wife how old they were, she was amazed humans were built that big. All right. Speaking of more amazing content, you know what time it is people manscape time. <clears throat> need to be clear for this one. Cheers to the new year. Bill, this is your favorite. Cheers to the new year from our friends at Manscaped. Because your resolutions shouldn't be the only things that are well kept. 2024 is the time for new heights, new opportunities, and a new look for your Times Square balls. Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're looking to maintain a trim or go for that clean-shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, now is your time to get a grip on your grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code BUCKNUTS for 20% off plus free shipping. Happy New Year or happy new balls. Once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com because nothing says Happy New Year like a deal that leaves your balls and your budget feeling refreshed. 
Embrace a new you and definitely embrace a new trimmer, courtesy of Manscaped. Rock and roll. All right. You'd be surprised Dan, I, how popular those products are. Go ahead, Mark. I saw a question come up a little while ago about okay. Catapult. Um, and it was kind of a, an oddball question. But uh, what is question Catapult? Was, yeah, what is Catapult? He keeps hearing a lot about it with Michigan and Ohio State. Catapult. Catapult's actually mad competition. It's a recruiting service where they go out and scout uh, recruits. Um, they were merged with Exos. It was a big software company, and they had some type of merger. I was talking to someone at actually at the convention about them. But what Catapult does for Ohio State is uh, that Exos system, a lot of times you can store your practice films, your recruiting information up there. Um, a lot of your, your evaluations you write on players can be stored in a system like that. Uh, your coaches can access that system, you know, with passwords and logins and there's a lot of secret information that could be up there. And, and I think part of the rumors are that somehow Michigan got into Ohio State's catapult system. Okay. Oh. Catapult's also that company that will put the vest on people and it'll track the miles per hour they're running. Um, they got some pretty cool technological things that Scouting Ohio doesn't offer, that's for sure. But they are the recruiting uh, data system. Uh, analytics may be a part of their system now. So it, there's a lot of stuff in there. And I can see that. I think people were worried about the password and how they may have got in or, or stole practice footage or game footage or stuff like that from Ohio State. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices... Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I want to make sure we get this in here. Daniel Sanchez, who knows a little thing about football and talented uh, youngsters. Judkins sent Zach Evans to the NFL when he wasn't ready to go. He is the real deal. He sure, he sure is. And keep in mind, Judkins, and we talked about this on the last show. He did not have offers from Ohio State, Alabama, or Georgia coming out, and he's from Alabama, and he had everybody else. So there was a miss in the South. There's no question about that. Um, and he'll come up north. Not that far up north. Um, good Lord. Let's talk recruiting, and uh, then we will talk Saban, and then we'll hit all the questions. So this show, we're at the 25-minute mark now, and I do not um, – I do not. Uh, here's one thing I will say, though, in terms of the chat. 
I'm not getting into a pissing contest here on who broke stories and stuff. I could care less about that stuff right now. So if you guys are going to bicker about that, I'm going to, I'm going to run you. Uh, all right, Bill, I need you to, to take the floor here. Lost in the sauce yesterday, Ohio State added a six foot six defensive end with a tremendous potential out of Emotep Charter in Philadelphia. His name is Zahir Mathis. Please bring us up to speed. Oh my, what uh, what a big addition! You know, we've been hearing about Larry Johnson retiring for oh gosh, how many years? Five, six, seven years, whatever uh, the amount of years, and how. Uh, Maybe the recruiting on the defensive line has slipped some. Well, Zaire Matthews is the real deal, too. You know, he's, uh, I think, as you said, Dan, 6'6", 225 pounds, and he is going to be, he is an, a great pass rusher at the high school level, and I think is going to be the same at the college level. Um, he had the big ones. He had Ohio State. He had Georgia. He had Alabama offers and many more. Um that is a huge get for Ohio State, and and a big part of that was Larry Johnson's relationship with him and the job Larry Johnson did recruiting him. Um, they got the this year uh, a tremendous strong side defensive end at Edric Houston. Now they got a guy to go with him that uh, can play the other side and maybe grow into a strong side guy at six six two twenty five. So just a tremendous addition for Ohio State and uh, a huge get for Larry Johnson. No doubt. Very impressive. All right, Bill, keep it going here. Actually, let's, I'm going to flip this to Mark here, and Bill can echo on this. Dominic Kirks is a name we've discussed a lot. Um, Ohio and Central Ohio and uh, headed to Washington or not. Bill, uh, there's been some Momentum there for him to possibly land at Ohio State, and then Mark can tell us what he's like. So bring us up to speed on the recruitment, and Mark, then you can break him down a little bit for us. Yeah, he's um, not an early grad. He is playing basketball, and he uh, did not sign with Washington during the early signing period. He is making an official visit to Ohio State this weekend, and I've said this before. I think if Ohio State puts the full court press on, I think he flips to Ohio State. Hadn't yet has not yet been offered a scholarship by Ohio State, and um, that's going to be the interesting thing this weekend. You know, they've been getting to know him; they've been continued to recruit him. Do they actually make the offer this weekend, and then do they put on the full court press? Marcus? First, let me uh, contrast Dominic Kirks with uh, Mathis. Uh, we talked about Mathis on Tuesday. He compares really favorably to the Hightower player when we were recruiting out of Chicago and uh, Elias Rudolph that was down at Light, Lightfoot out of Chicago. Uh, Lightfoot, yeah, I'm sorry, Lightfoot. Uh, and what I mean by that is they're the 6'5", 6'6", 220-pound uh, rockets in their shoes type guys coming off the S, or coming off the edge, pass rushers. Uh, Dominic Kirks is more of the five technique, the, the guy that would go to the tight end side, get a little dirtier in the run game, have to anchor down over there and take on some double teams where these guys, Mathis, would be on the weak side where they get the free rush and, you know, they don't have to deal with so much uh, chipping by a tight end. Uh, Kirks is probably going to be the guy if he gets, you know, offered and commits that was the beneficiary of a lot of guys leaving Ohio State in the portal and them having the scholarships that they needed to replace. Uh, and he's the perfect type of defensive lineman that comes out of Ohio that 
has a lot of different skill sets. He could probably be a defensive tackle that pass rushes because he's got a little motor to him. Uh, I think he wants to be a defensive end, and that's where he'll start. Uh, and he kind of reminds me a little bit of Will Smith, who we had uh, a couple of years ago, a bigger five technique. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, could be a great getter, a steal from Washington, and you know Washington getting beat up a little bit in that championship game may make it a little easier for him to stay home. If you guys see me turning my head here, I'm trying to search for some stuff because I think there may be some breaking news, but who knows? We'll check on that. All right, Bill, another announcement. But, uh, Dan, there is breaking news. Emeka Abuka has announced. No, that's what I was going for. <laughs> he is staying at Ohio State. Scooped by the dean. Now I'm like everybody else. Okay. All right, let's it, see. I'm going to read anyone it. Anyone who's watching us can see our eyes shifting around to all the different screens we're looking at and all the different feeds. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's become the term. I'm back. Everyone doing the Jordan maneuver, which I love. Now, my um, wife asked me about that. She see, what's this? I said, that's what they're using to let everyone know who they are returning to Ohio State. So let's I still discuss- think that the Jordan Bell four, Jordan Bell four from the Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, I'm staying is probably the best way to do it. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Jordan Bell four made me cough up some coffee there. That's a good rental. All right, let's uh, let's hit this in in, in real time. Um, Emeka Egbuka comes back. Ohio State is going to have an absolutely Sega um, wide receiver core. You've got the veteran projected first rounder in Emeka Egbuka. You have the two youngsters with some real great experience after one year in Carnell Tate and Brandon Ennis. You've got the highest rated receiver in the history. I think of football and definitely the highest rated receiver Ohio State's ever gotten. And we're already wide receiver. You should I keep going, Bill? I mean, uh, it's an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Uh, and just, you didn't name my name just in case anybody is one. That of course would be Jeremiah Smith. Okay. If you don't know that name right now and you've been yeah. listening for 31 minutes, you probably need a refresher course, but, but I, uh, I, yeah, I it's going to be, uh, and you got in the backfield, uh, Judkins now, uh, as of now, Dallin Hayden. And then, uh, we, we, okay. we think hopefully Travion Henderson, uh, you've yeah. got your uh, tight end situation. Kate Stover's leaving, but they've got, uh, Guy Scott Jr. Coming back and they've got Jack Merrick, the, Guy from Ohio U in the transfer portal, um, you know the, the the weapons, and they've got Will Howard to run this show and Devin Brown there uh, to challenge him. So it's all lining up now. Um, and I I go back. People don't realize how big a deal Seth McLaughlin from Alabama to Ohio State is. I mean, you're talking about yeah, he had some snapping problems. You're talking about a two-year proven SEC Alabama starter who Nick Saban did not want to uh, walk out the door. So he's big for the offensive line. And and I think that offensive line is going to be a little better, even as constituted right now, and they're still looking for a tackle. And the portal's going to be open not only the rest of this period, but in the spring. I think there's a decent chance they'll get the tackle they're looking for. So my goodness gracious, with the defense having improved so much as it did last year and most of those guys coming back, look out. Yeah, the over-under, Mark, hold on a sec. The over-under on um, comments now that, like, we already have receivers. Tell me, I don't want to hear anything until I see the offensive line. I get it. 
believe me, there is no way Ohio State will achieve their goals unless they improve tremendously on the offensive line. To me, it's the one thing they have yet to show us. However, you cannot besmirch what they've done at the skill positions here. You're too deep with, I, I mean, legit pros at every spot. So we said before, uncharted waters, and we were called sunshine pumpers. And the site is called Buck Nuts. Okay. And I get that. But we said uncharted waters because we hadn't sailed the waters yet. No one knew what was going to happen. And now to see what they've done in the transfer portal. So I'll say go back and do this. If when you were freaking out when the season ended and all those guys left in the portal and someone said to you, okay, here's who's coming back. I can't even do the list for you right here. It's so long. Here's who you're getting in the portal. Uh, Will Howard and, and Quinshawn Judkins and Kaz Merrick and McLaughlin. Nobody would have been complaining. Now, there would have been the one or two people complaining, we don't have a tackle, and they're going to get that. But it is okay to sit back and actually give Ryan Day and his staff some credit. Um, they did run Parker Fleming like everybody wanted. So I think we do need to relax on some level there. All right, do I have – all right, Bill. Another question before we get the other questions. Dorian Brew, the five-star, um, has announced when he'll make his announcement, and we're feeling good about it. Could you quickly bring us up to speed there? Yeah, I talked to Dorian. I believe it was – yeah, I know, I know it was Monday evening, uh, national championship game night. Uh, he told me um, that he had set up an announcement date, January 24th, his mom's birthday, Uh by the way, his mom is in the Ohio State Women's Track Hall of Fame. Um, he then he told me he was going to drop his top five, most likely January 10th, but possibly January 9th. He dropped that top five January 10th, and it is mostly devoid of Texas schools, interestingly enough. The only Texas school on his final five is Texas. Texas A&M did not make that list, and Texas A&M was a school that um, – uh, some people had him pegged going to. They didn't make the final five. Um, but, it, you know, the list is Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Texas. And uh, and he is going to announce January 24th. I have crystal balled him to Ohio State, and I like where the Buckeyes stand. People are saying that JT and Trey are staying. I don't know if – I can't find that right now. If they are, that's tremendous. Um, they also said Cedric Works just got a Northmont defensive end, just got an offer from Georgia. Um, I believe it. You do? Yeah. How yeah, come? That was one of the first breakdowns we did this year. Yeah. Remember, I went to see our, oh, yeah. and I came away saying, Hold the phones. This is the guy. I mean, he's a, a free, he looks just like uh, that edge rusher you want, the long outside linebacker. I mean, I was shocked that maybe we this didn't happen sooner. So if you looked at my first breakdown, uh, yeah, all over this one. I'll tell you what. So in the last few days, Caleb – Cedric Works got an offer from Georgia. When my son was in the eighth grade, Cedric was on his basketball team, was like the last guy off the bench, and was an absolute bull in a china shop. And you could just tell he was kind of pigeon-toed and stocky, and he's leaned out. And then my Definitely son played fall – he played – my son played fall league basketball at Sinclair – and he was the second leading scorer on the team. The leading scorer was Anthony Thompson, a sophomore at Lebanon, who got an offer from Ohio State yesterday. 
So despite me putting my son next to all these power five, no offers for the five, eight, uh, son of mine. Anyway. Um, Works, by the way, tagged me last night. That offer came from Georgia last night, actually. Uh, and he tagged me on that offer. So it, uh, uh, it's a it's a big one for Cedric, no doubt about it. All right, what else do we have here? I, All I right, Bill. When you guys were talking receivers, uh, I wanted to chime in. Uh, Jaden Ballard. When I was okay. looking at the fastest players in college football, guess who was in the top ten? Oh yeah. And he's a guy that we don't even mention as our fifth receiver because we're so excited about Ennis Tate and Jeremiah Smith. And talk about deep and lucky. I think a lot of teams would have uh, Ballard as their number one go to receiver with that type of speed and. And I think he's better than our fifth, and I think there's a rotation there. But it, anytime you talk about these receivers, it's like you brag about one, you disrespect three more. I mean, the innocent Tate we liked, and it, okay, so you don't like Jeremiah. I love Jeremiah Smith. I think right. he could be a starter next year. So you don't like Tate and Innes? How do I win this battle? You know, like, and I love Ballard. And so it, it that's how fun it is to be a, a player at Ohio State in that receiver room. I wonder about Ballard, though. He's had plenty of chances here. And speak. I, Look, he's. If you go back and look at his ranking and his speed, it's all there. Um, maybe he just needs a, a greater opportunity. All right, um, I want to make sure we've covered everything. I was gonna. I do have to ask you this one question, Bill. My guy Whitey came up to me at the uh, Wittenberg Denison at Wittenberg game last night and wanted to get your opinion on this. First of all, he referred. He, he didn't use your first names. He said, "Can you ask the dean and the poobah this?" And I thought to myself. This guy's getting his question asked. Um, <laughs> there's some concern by people about the quarterback lineage. So you've got Will Howard, who's expected to start next year, I think. You, we are, Devin Brown, and as of right now, I expect him to be back. Got Aaron Nolan coming in. Of course, Lincoln Keyholz is here. And then the next year, 2025, we already – I'm sorry to close my eyes. I'm having to go to my memory banks here. We've got uh, Tavian Sinclair coming in from Bell Fountain. If you were to just, and it's a long way away, but I do think people are somewhat scarred by the Quinn Ewers experience here and the fact that he came and left. And there are many who think the reason Kyle McCord maybe got the spot that he did is there were some musical chairs. They were caught maybe not with who they wanted in the right spot. So, Bill, as you look out yonder, how do you see the quarterback situation working out? I would say that is why they play the game and practice. They'll, they'll battle it out. And you named all the guys, Dan, um, you know, from, from the guys that are currently in the room, Will Howard, Devin Brown, and Lincoln Keenholz, to the guys that are going to be in the room. Well, Aaron Nolan is actually in the room now because he's already, he just enrolled. Uh, he just arrived on campus this past weekend. So put him in the room. Tavian St. Clair is going to be in the room. And by the way, he is not uh, thinking of, uh, it's not even on his radar screen that Will Howard's there and he's not coming. Will Howard will be gone before he gets there. If somebody asked me that, well, Will Howard's coming. What does that do for Tavian? Doesn't do anything. He'll be gone before Tavian gets there. Um and then you've got you got a bunch of the 2026 quarterbacks that are very interested. Jared Curtis is visiting Ohio State as part of the big January 20th weekend. Uh, Will Griffith from, from uh, Florida, he's going to get back to Ohio State. I talked to him last night. He's going to get back. Not exactly sure when, but he's going to get back and so on. So 
you know, it'll work itself out on the field, on the practice field and in the games uh, after that. But I have a spot in my mind, my heart. Davian Clair, Davian St. Clair is tremendous. Bill, before we go any further, I want to go on to this. I see all the questions about Alabama players and stuff, and we're going to get into that in depth. Um, but Jared Curtis is a name that's come up a lot. Uh, there are already crystal balls rolling towards Ohio State. If you could quickly bring us up to speed on who he is, why he's so highly rated, and maybe someone you compare him to, that'd be great. Uh, well, he's a uh... – in a way, a little bit, I would compare him to Will Howard in that he's already 6'3", 210. So that's a pretty good size for a quarterback. He's going to get a little bit bigger um, by the time he gets in college because he's a 2026 kid, meaning he's only going into his junior season, and he's already 6'3", 210. So could you see him as a 6'4", 230, 230-pound-plus 200, uh, kid when he gets in college after a year or two? Certainly. Uh, he's got – all the offers, as we say, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, and many, many more. And Ohio State is absolutely one of the top schools on his list, um, and he is a great prospect. You know, I, I guess uh, of all the 2026 quarterbacks that Ohio State is looking at, in on, et cetera, uh, Juju Lewis, by the way, is another one. He'd be the leader in the clubhouse to be the guy right now for sure. The guy at Ohio State, I, I mean. Very impressive. Um, so we'll be all over that. I believe Steve Wolfong's already ruled the crystal ball. He's visiting, so Bill will be on top of that. Okay. I was shocked yesterday when Nick Saban announced his retirement. Um, I hadn't heard anything about it. Maybe you guys had. Uh, so here are the two general dominoes to fall. One is more layered, but the first one is, when you look at the people discussed as his replacement, it seems like Dan Lanning is a major candidate. Dan Lanning is the coach at Oregon. That that would um, affect Ohio State because October 12th of next year, Ohio State at Autzen Stadium in Oregon. That's the only uh, addition from the pack, whatever it was now. I'm not even going to try and say that out loud, numbers. Um, so that would be interesting. Um, if you look at Michigan's schedule, they have a much more heavy uh, packish schedule of the new team. So that'll be interesting to watch. But the question becomes now, Bill, people who committed to Alabama that were considering Ohio State usually competes with Alabama mostly for recruits. There's lots of guys on that roster that Ohio State would probably want. The number one name that everyone's putting out there is Caleb Downs who Ohio State was in the mix for down the stretch. I think most people believe he was the most uh, – he was probably the best freshman football player in the country this past year. Your thoughts, and will you be putting together a story listing these thoughts? Yeah. Uh, today, later today, I'm going to have a probably a top ten guy list of Alabama players or commitments – or signees that Ohio State may or could or should go after. And Caleb Downs is going to be up at the top, certainly one of the top, if not the top. As I put it, you know, there, there are five stars and there are five stars. Caleb Downs 
was a five star up here of the highest magnitude. Mm -hmm. And he did seriously, the highest state was in that battle to the very, very end. Um, if he becomes available, if he enters in the transfer portal, you know Ohio State is going to make a strong pitch for him. On the other hand, you know Alabama is going to do everything possible to keep him at Alabama. And again, he hasn't entered the transfer portal, but he's a guy that we definitely want to think about You know, as a guy. If he does, top of the list guy. There's a whole lot of others on that list, too, uh, that are going to be on that list, too. Uh, including Keon Keeley. Keely. And he was the guy at Ohio State. A lot of people thought – I never thought that he was going to end up at Ohio State. I thought they had a real a chance, but I didn't think that he – I was one was not one of the people in the camp, camps that this guy is going to end up at Ohio State. But they were definitely a top choice of his. He just decided to stay uh, in the South and went to Alabama. So he would be another guy to keep an eye on. And, and – High State, or I should say, Alabama had one decommitment yesterday. Uh, that being Ryan Williams, the wide receiver. I, I don't see him at Ohio State, but it's going to be, yeah, be worth watching the next uh, week, two weeks, or whatever, to see which Alabama guys get in the portal, who decommits, who reopens their recruitment, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. we will have more on that later today on Bucknuts. Sure. So, so when your coach leaves even though the portal is closed, that opens up a window for the people on the team to transfer. I'm not sure how long that lasts. 30 days. 30 days. Okay, great. So, yeah, there's no issue with that in terms of, for example, uh, the name I used with Bill earlier before the show was Levius Overton because he transferred from Texas A&M to Alabama. Um, Ironically, it is ironic that people – get on Ohio state because Larry Johnson's theoretically supposed to retire. And it was Nick Saban who retired first. So don't believe everything you read or hear uh, big time defensive line recruits. By the way, there was, there was a lot of speculation yesterday. They can get in the portal for 30 days. Now the Alabama guys, uh, some were saying they could not go to an sec school, however, but that's not true. No, no, no. They can go to an sec school. They can go to Ohio state, whatever they're in the portal. And they got 30 days to get in it. They can go to, to any of those schools. Mark, had you heard anything in Nashville about Saban? I was worried you were going to ask me this, but I talked to an Alabama coach, and um, he said a few things about, you know, just that I, he probably wouldn't have said unless this was going to happen. Because I was like, wow, he was being really candid today and really open. And it just was a different vibe. And I, I usually – when you talk to coaches from some of those programs, they're pretty tight-lipped and they're pretty guarded where I'm like, wow, that's that's different from that regime. But the, the vibe I'm getting, and I hate to be Debbie Downer on this, is I think uh, the guys that are like Saban that are older, I think this portal NIL may have been a, a nail in the coffin that no one really saw coming. I, I think the comment that struck me was, we don't coach anymore. Coaching's the least of what we're doing. The X's and O's, the, the stuff like that, it's – what they're doing now is player agent stuff. Uh, I mean, it's all recruiting. It's recruiting 24 seven. It's recruiting your own players. Uh, one, a former coach I know is a consultant to an NFL team. I think he has one of the greatest jobs there is in football. You go do football, you go do football for three, four months a year. You consult, you criticize their decisions. You, you know, you tell them all the things and, and you get to actually enjoy the game and the X's and O's of football 
which is what I think a lot of these guys got into the game for, and that's where they made their mark, being smarter than everybody on the field and the X's and O's. Now, it doesn't matter. I think money's going to buy players. Money's going to buy wins, maybe, maybe not. And guys like Saban, I don't know if they want to be in this next generation that's coming or this new wild, wild west of, you know, it, it's different. So uh, I, I maybe I don't I don't want to say I, I saw it coming, but I maybe felt this and I, I feel it from other old coaches. I, I more than a few coaches. I think I told you guys privately the number one thing I got out of Nashville is everybody hates NIL and portal, the fans, the coaches. The, the coaches at the bottom end, the coaches at the top end. Uh, this has definitely rubbed everybody the wrong way. I, I If there was a, some way you could do a national vote on do you like it or not, I'd love to know where everyone comes down on this, but I, I think it's overwhelmingly not liking it. Although Everybody but the players. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely pro player. Um, Ohio State doing what they just did in the portal and pulling out four or five of the best players, that may make you like the portal a little bit. Maybe there's some people that will – like it like that but it's really for these old guard it's not what they grew up doing and it's not what they want to do the game is maybe not pure to them very interesting uh Saban was quoted last week I think I probably even saw this where there was a general vibe that coaching in the college ranks was an easier job generally speaking as the year went along than coaching in the NFL and now it's completely flipped. You'll have, you have, uh, Saban said it, he said as much. So maybe we should have read into that, um, a little bit more. Genie's out the bottle too, man. I know they're going to make some changes, um, that I've heard about uh, possible NIL going forward, but the players need to get paid. This is obvious. There's so much money out there, man. It's not like these people are losing money to pay them. Keep that in mind. So imagine how much they had before this. Um, all right, take a couple more questions and we will boogie. Yeah, we'll start. What a day. What a 24 hours to lose Bill, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, and Nick Saban. That would certainly echo the sentiments that uh, there's a new wave of dudes coming. And, yes, the general vibe is that Dan Lanning or Lane Kiffin or Dabo Swinney will be down there. I guess a while back, Dabo Swinney would have been the hot name, but um, not – not going to happen. All right. 51 minutes. I think that'll do it. Once again, keep it locked in here, Bucknutters. We'll have a story on Emeka Egbuka up probably when you hear this. It's probably up right now. We are waiting on JT and Trey. And then later on today, we will have Bill's Alabama investigation on who we could get, maybe not. And, of course, a Quinshawn Judkins scouting report coming up more content than you can shake a stick at. We appreciate you stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Ever set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. 
Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.